Welcome to the Without Limits podcast, where we break through barriers, revealing the keys to living an abundant life. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Anne-Marie. Thank you for joining us in the Without Limits podcast today. We're so excited you could join us because we have a special guest joining us in the studio from San Diego. We're so excited to welcome Maggie Dong. Maggie is a fitness and life coach who helps mostly women, but men also master their physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual fitness so they can attract the relationships and the lifestyle they desire. Maggie started her personal development journey when she wanted to get in shape, but when she reached her body goals, she noticed that something was still missing from her life. After diving deeper into her personal and professional growth, she realized that in order to be truly fulfilled, you must really focus on the four areas, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual fitness. She has found if you miss any of these areas, People find themselves often looking for external things to fill an internal void that cannot be filled. Maggie's mission is to help people turn their focus into developing themselves into these four areas so they can become human magnets to attract their desires. We're so excited to hear Maggie's story today and to hear some tips to live an abundant life. So join me in welcoming our guest today, Maggie Dong. So welcome, Maggie. We're so glad you could join us today, all the way from San Diego. (laughs) Right, San Diego, right? Yeah, thank you so much. That's amazing. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, this is awesome. So Maggie, starting off, um, what does living without a life without limits mean to you? Yeah, I love that question. So life without limits to me means really freedom on all levels. So we're talking about the mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual, which are the four areas that I I really focus on. But achieving freedom in all those four areas is what living without limits means because for example if we have emotional freedom we're free to express our emotions with other people that is freedom because we're not constrained to be a certain way or we're not holding our emotions in to fit some sort of societal conditioning so i think living without without limits really means we're breaking free from all of the societal conditionings and unlearning a lot of the things that we have been taught growing up so that we can really be our authentic selves. Mm, I love that. That's amazing. Society really imposes a lot of those limits on us. So it's almost like you're like, what I hear is it's a journey towards freedom by Mm. stepping apart a lot of the barriers that are, you know, some of them we put on ourselves, obviously, but a lot of them are placed on us by society and by opinions of others and ideas that really can limit us mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah even our school system or how we're brought up or you know we were talking earlier before the podcast about even our different cultural backgrounds and expectations on us based on our culture and our family and all of those and those can then become limits mm-hmm. as well so Maggie, we'd love to hear your journey 
to this beautiful place of holistic fitness that you found. So tell us a little bit about your background. Yeah, so I mean, I'll start off with when I was 11. I moved to the U.S. from China, and my mom and my little brother came along with me. So when I came here, I really had to learn how to speak English, how to adapt to the new culture, and it was a big change in my life as an 11-year-old. And for my brother, he was six back then. He's five years younger than me. So we came here, and at that time, my mom also had breast cancer, so she was diagnosed the year before for breast cancer, so then she brought us here, which is incredible. She's amazing, and after we got here, we settled in the Bay Area, in, like, the San Francisco area, and went a few years just you know adapting and and moving around quite a bit as well until when I was 16 that was when my mom passed away from Mm -hmm. cancer and that was when my entire life shifted I went into depression anxiety and had an eating disorder because I felt like I was losing control in all areas of my life, so I wanted to hold on to some sort of control, and that was food and exercise and my body. So I got into the eating disorder, and the past couple of years, so I'm 20 right now, so the past four years since my mom passed away, it has just been a journey of healing from that, healing from grief, overcoming anxiety, depression, and eating disorders, and really finding a balance in my body and and my mental health as well. So that is how I originally got into working on my fitness. So I started off with creating a balance in my physical fitness. So going to the gym regularly, but not overdoing it, and then eating healthy, but not taking it to an extreme. So finding a balance in that area, and then it expanded to the other three areas of fitness, so the mental, emotional, and spiritual, because I realized that if we miss any one of these these areas, we will end up living an unfulfilled life and trying to fill a void within ourselves that just cannot be filled. So that is my journey towards now this holistic wellness, and that is why I... I always coach people on cultivating a balance between the four areas because I really believe that these four areas have to all be in alignment for us to live our best lives. Yeah, absolutely. And I just wondered, like for our listeners, what would be some of the tips? Like you really overcame an incredible, like that could have been a spiral into a really dark place. And I know you probably felt that darkness when you were, you know, losing your mom and the grief and then to go through an eating disorder. Um, But being so young and to come out of that, it's just so, I mean, where did you find the courage and how did you come out of that spiral at that time? Because your mother was the the anchor to the whole, she was, you know, the whole anchor to even being in this country, being in a different country. And then Mm. all of a sudden, you know, that, that anchor's gone. And, and yeah. 
you know, it's not just the obstacles and the hurdles that were yeah. obviously there, but the, the sense of drift. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. So after she passed away, I was pretty much just forced into this, to this position of needing to take responsibility because there was nobody else. And I just felt like this was my, my duty now to take care of everything, to take care of my brother, to then uh, emancipate myself. So I became an emancipated minor when I was 17. I went to court and yeah, got declared to pretty much be an adult. And that put me in the position of taking charge of a lot of things. And I was also putting my mom's estate through probate. And since my dad is, I mean, he's still in China. And with my dad, when I was 14, I believe, he was incarcerated in China. So this was before my mom passed away. He has been incarcerated for the past five, six years. And as of now, he has a life sentence that he's trying to get out of. So, yeah, after my mom passed away, it was just my brother and I here in the country. And I think I found the strength to do what I do because before my mom passed away, I I saw how she she took responsibility in in her life and in the family. She was always my role model model growing up and she was just this like superwoman she took care of the kids and herself and moved us to this country and had her own business and was taking care of my dad's like a lot of court stuff with him and she was a woman who would you know drive herself to get surgery like she wouldn't let other people take her and a lot of people didn't even know that she was sick like she hid it so well and she was just so strong that she was someone that I just always looked up to and I only felt like it was my responsibility to take care of everything after she had passed away wow that's incredible and the legacy that's what I was thinking yeah the legacy that your mother left in you like she would be so proud of you Maggie the incredible um, gift she left that you're able to care for your brother. That is just so inspiring to me. And I know for our listeners, they're going to just be in awe <laughs> of that and it's story. A, and it's also, it's amazing to have an example where all of a sudden you're in a situation just in your regular day to day. And it's almost like, you know, a little voice or a picture comes back into your mind of what your mother would do or mm. had done when that situ- situation arose and now all of a sudden you have this sort of invisible mentor that kind of can say, mm-hmm. Hey, yeah, yeah. And at least it gives you some direction. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. So what are some of the um, tips or strategies that you use to keep that balance of those four things into this really holistic place? What are some of the tips that you keep going and continue this journey? Yeah, so I believe that this is a work in progress, constant, is a constant work in progress. We're never done working on these four things. And I, I would say every day focus on a little bit of these 
four areas and and don't just focus on one over the other because for a long time when I had my eating disorder and when I was trying to get my body back in balance I only focused on that physical area and I kind of neglected the other three areas but then I realized once I finally you know got the body that I wanted got out of the eating disorder and lost some weight and I still wasn't happy because I had all these other things that were still missing. I was still dealing with grief and depression and anxiety. So I neglected a lot of the other things just to focus on one area because that was what felt comfortable for me to to do that one thing. And I became really good at that. I became good at going to the gym and, and good at eating healthy. And I think that's what a lot of people do when they have this one thing that they're really good at. They tend to focus more and more on that one thing and neglect the other three. So I think it's doing the things that make you uncomfortable and having that awareness of where you're lacking and where your strengths are so you can bring maybe some of the weaker areas up so that they become your strengths because you are only as strong as your weakest link. Mm, That's incredible. So it sounds to me like those small steps that we do consistently each day, but making sure that we focused on all of the areas. um, Yeah, that is so key. And I think that's a great message. And we think about an arrival, you know, when we, mm-hmm. when we when we face a challenge in an area and we're moving forward and making progress, it is the progress that's important. If you think in terms mm-hmm. of an arrival, as soon as you as soon as you feel that you have arrived at something, you're going to find immediately that that area or other areas of your life are going to start to slip. Yeah. So it's like Amory and I do that, right? I mean, we get up daily and it's like, okay, so this is another 24 you bring, you bring what you learned before to it and you say, how can I mm-hmm. progress? I love that word, progress. It's mm-hmm. a journey. I right. do a journey a lot, but it's a progression. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. heard a guy speak once and he was speaking about different areas than, than, than we're talking about today. But he, he had the analogy of like a juggler with four balls, four areas of their life. And the goal isn't isn't just to you know just to perfect one area, but it's to keep all mm-hmm. four balls in motion, to keep all they're all moving through your hands and they're all in motion all of the time, and in that you find the balance. He is juggling as a as an analogy for that's balance, but that's what it really is. Even though it looks out of balance, mm-hmm. because you're moving through these different events, these different stages, these different areas that you're focusing on, but they're actually all moving in symmetry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, am curi- I am curious, Maggie, um, what, where is your brother at in this stage now on your journey? If we can ask. Yeah, if it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So right now I'm in San Diego and he is still in the Bay Area. He's in high school. So he actually, after my mom passed away, we arranged a guardianship situation Mm -hmm. for him with one of his friends families so he's with them and he I mean I think he's doing well because I I talked to him a couple days ago he is having fun but I can definitely sense that he still has a lot of that grief and Mm -hmm. and sadness within him and maybe he's not ready to work through it yet because he's 15 and he's still really young for this 
And he doesn't know a lot of the stuff that also just went on behind the scenes with my dad and all that. We kind of kept it from him when he was that young. So he will eventually have to come face to face with these situations and heal from them. So that will be a journey for him as well. But what a role model he has with his sister. Like it's incredible because the things that you're learning and the things that you're doing to coach other people you're going to be able to have that strength for him as well. And it's incredible to be able to share that. Um, So when you're working and coaching other people, do you work on like the morning rituals are important or start your day right? Or what are the ways that you sort of help people get going in their day to make sure that they set off on their progression or Mm -hmm. journey Mm -hmm. on the right step? Are there things to do like right out of the gate in the, in the morning? (laughs) Yeah, I definitely think having a morning routine is very important. And I can share my personal morning routine is mm-hmm. I, I I wake up at 5.30 a.m. every day. And the reason I do that is because that's the way that I train myself mentally. So when my alarm goes off, I am out of my bed. I'm not staying there for the comfort. So that is a way for me to be disciplined in in the morning and that starting my day with that discipline just carries out throughout the rest of my day and I make sure to incorporate you know the four areas into my morning routine as well so I have the mental component I will check my mindsets I'll work on my mental health journal for a bit and listen to a podcast or an audiobook and I'll work on my physical health so I'll go for a walk or go to the gym depending on what day it is and the emotional part I'll check my emotional health see how I'm feeling today because I think that's very important and then on the spiritual side I meditate and having those four areas to start my morning it carries out through throughout my day because how you start your morning is really how you set yourself up for the rest of the day. Absolutely. That is fantastic. And to be able to coach people to set up good routines, I think you're doing incredible work. You're definitely mature beyond your years. I'm so impressed. Like it's taken me 40 extra years than what you have to get to the place that you are, Maggie. (laughs) And I must say, I'm so, I'm just, I'm just in awe of you know what you've come through and that you've been able to take what you've learned and now to help other people is just so admirable and it's just such a gift that you're bringing and i'm so so proud of you it's Thank just you. incredible incredible did you have any that's, other well that's a recurring yeah. pattern that's a recurring pattern that we've noticed what the what the fabulous guests that we've had is is it takes someone who you know overcomes a hurdle and an obstacle and then moves forward, progresses through that, and learns learns so much as a result of it, and then they're immediately directed mm-hmm. or led to help other people. Yeah. And that's uh, you. You you deal with people one on one, or do you run a like a, a small court? How do you, how do you generally go about your interactions with? Uh, I mean, we know you have a podcast, which our listeners should listen yeah. to. But you know, as far as on a on the interaction, how does that go for you, Maggie? Yeah, so I have the podcast that's, you know, for, for everybody, whoever wants to listen to my story and listen to the things that I want to share can 
listen to it for free. And I work with people in a group setting and on a one-on-one basis. So it just depends on where this person is at in their journey and what exactly they need. Because with my group programs is obviously a little bit less customized, but with one-on-one, we have that customization aspect. So it's really, it's really nice to be able to get to know people on the deeper level for me as well. It's so eye-opening to listen to people's stories and I learn so much from coaching people as well. Yeah, that's incredible. What's your podcast called again, Maggie, just for our listeners as well? I'm going to put all your information in the list um, below, but I want, um, like when I post the podcast, but I want them to be able to listen. So what is it called again? It's called Mind Muscle Enlightenment. Right. Mind Muscle Enlightenment. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. And I'll put your, um, we're going to put your information um, in the, in so people can get a hold of you as well. And and the beauty right now with the remote, like we're, we're in Barrie in Ontario, Canada, and you're in San Diego, and we're still Doesn't able matter. to have this connection. Doesn't so matter. it's beautiful that you can still connect with people and support them. And Emily mentioned it, but I, I have to say in the time, we've spoken a few times, and three times I've been distinctly, I just, that you're 20 years old. Like just, mm-hmm. the, just the wisdom yeah. and just the connectedness mm-hmm. and just the, you know, the, the, the intention for a 20, I mean, age isn't an issue, shouldn't be an issue, right. but it really is, it really is surprising yeah. to us. Yeah. I have to recheck, yeah. <laughs> recheck my processes yeah. as I'm yeah. going through it because I don't, I haven't felt from the first time we spoke that I'm speaking to somebody that's 20 years old. No. No, thank you. Yeah, no, it's just incredible. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I mean, yeah, sorry, go ahead, Maggie. Yeah, I mean, people tell me that I look older, way older than 20, and I sound older than 20, but I think it was just the fact that I had to grow up so quickly and the experiences that I I was able to to overcome, they they gave me an opportunity to grow and being where I am today with my business. I mean, I also, I'm not in college anymore. I don't know if I told you, but I went to college for two years and then I dropped out because I thought that wasn't for me and I wanted to just do my own thing. So just like the experiences that I had the opportunity to go through, I think that just made me who I am. Yeah, and you had a choice. You had a choice of either growing yes. or retreating. Yes. And you made the right choice. And now for you to be able to coach other people to down those stepping stones. Exactly. And the growth mindset that you have instead of that fixed mindset, it's like, oh, everything's so, you know, I've had such a hard life and blah, blah, blah. Or you've decided to use that growth mindset to know that no, here's your situation. You can either grow through it or you can go backwards. And now that you're able to help other people with that growth mindset, it's just incredible. And what a gift that you'll give to your clients when you And what a gift they give to you. Because when you engage with people in authenticity and honesty and about issues, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's always reciprocal. Yeah. I mean, we we often come away with as much. Well, we do, I know on our podcast, we come away with way, way more every single time we learn something. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So before we start to wrap up, Maggie, what, what's in your future? Like what's coming up for you? What are your next plans? Are you going to write a book? Are you going to, because I could, I want to read your book. Yeah. Like I seriously. There's a book in there. <laughs> Definitely a book in there. I, yeah, I know there's a book in here. I've been saying that for a while. I don't know when it's going to come, but yeah. it will at some point. Yeah. Uh, and I'm focusing a lot on the podcast and eventually I do want to be able to speak on stage and that is my goal to share share my stories with people in person that's what I really want to do no that's brilliant I could totally see you doing that and um I know that you're going to help so many people and um yeah I just want to say how grateful we are for you coming on our podcast today and sharing with our listeners and I hope that they will reach out and connect with you and follow you and listen to your podcast to continue to inspire them to grow um and yeah we're just we're just so so grateful so um any last comments or thoughts or tips Maggie as we wrap up yeah so I I think I'll 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 leave the listeners with this uh when when we're growing in our lives, when we're taking the next big step, there's always going to be fear involved. We're going to be scared to take the leap. But from my experience, and I think this is one of the most important things that I share with people, is that from watching my mom pass away, so a few days before she passed away. We were sitting next to her bed and she told me a lot of the things in her life that happened and and most importantly, her regrets. And that is how I now know that, you know, when, when a person is about to die, you don't really think about the things that you did or didn't do in your life. You, you, you think about your regrets And what I tell people all the time is if you let fear hold you back from what you really want to do, Mm -hmm. one day you will go, go, you know, on your deathbed and you'll end up with regret. And I don't want to see that for, for people. So when fear is there, it's just an opportunity for you to take the leap and face it. Because if you face the fear eventually you will grow from it and you will open yourself up to the next level but if you run away from the fear and if you just stay in your comfort zone your entire life one day there's going to be regrets Mm. so it's all about living the life that you really desire because you want to not because you know anyone else is telling you that you should or shouldn't do anything do whatever it is that you want to do because you only have a limited time here. So why not make the most out of it? Wow. What a great way to end the podcast. <laughs> that's just that's just so fantastic. There's so, so much to unpack in, yeah. in what you just said. Yeah, it's I can't wait to listen it's to this incredible. Back. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. So Maggie, we want to thank you so Absolutely. much for coming on. And um, we look forward to watching your journey as you continue. And um, yeah, we want to thank our listeners for tuning in today. And we're so grateful um, for you're helping people live without limits. And we're so, we're so thankful. Thank you for having me. Okay. 
The Without Limits Podcast, where we break through barriers, revealing the keys to living an abundant life. Your hosts have been Mark and Anne-Marie.